0: Well, uh, once again, so grateful for all of you that are a part of what's going on here at Zoe Church and getting to participate, especially if this is your first time. Like Amber said, we wanna know that. Hop on that Stay Connected page and click our digital connect card. We wanna know that you're a part of things. Uh, We're just so excited that we have an opportunity to worship together. Uh, Well, there is a one-word question uh, that my kids ask me on a fairly regular basis. Uh, To be honest, this is something that It kind of can get annoying, (laughs) and I think if you're a parent, I think you're going to know what I'm saying. You know, maybe some of you are more mature than I am, or maybe this isn't an issue for you, but sometimes I just want to go cuckoo when they ask me this question, and the one word question that they ask is this, why? Why? Right? I feel like I hear that question all the time. Now, now sometimes it's a genuine question. They want to know what's going on, right? They want to know what's happening. They don't understand something. But a lot of the time, it's because they just don't like what I've said. <laughs> they don't like what I've asked them to do. They don't ask like the question that I've asked in some way. And so they'll say, why, right? Now, it can be annoying when our kids do that, when they incessantly are frustrated with what we ask. But if we're real, if we're honest, in times like this, I think we all find ourselves asking the same question. God, why? Why? Something we might ask is this, like, God, why is this happening? This circumstance we find ourselves in our world right now, like, why is this happening? Which this can lead to bigger questions in our life, like questions like, why does God allow things like this to happen in our world? Have you ever asked that before? You see things like a, a hurricane, you see things like tsunamis and natural disasters natural disasters that happen, and you ask, like, why do those things happen? Now, I can give theological answers, I can talk about sin, I can talk about evil in the world, I can talk about all that, but to be honest, even for myself, sometimes those answers don't fully satisfy the question. Now, we can deal with evil people doing evil things, like, we get that. Like, there's evil people in the world that do crazy, weird things, Right? But what about this? Like, this isn't from an evil person. This is just something that's happened, right? But more than why would God allow this, we can ask the question, did God do this? Was this a part of his plan? I've heard people thinking, well, is this part of God's judgment? I've seen people online posting things from uh, a prophecy from 2 Chronicles talking about, well, this is that thing from 2 Chronicles, and this, this was God's judgment in some way. Or I've seen people quoting this mysterious prophet from like a decade ago and talking about this was going to happen in 2020. And you ask the question, well, well is that that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I, I don't have an answer for that. You might say, well, well, didn't Jesus say stuff like this would happen? And the answer is yes. But if we're honest, stuff like this has been going on in our world for the last 2,000 years. So I, I don't really know. Could Jesus come back before this message is over with? Yes. But he also said nobody knows the day or the hour. And so it leaves us with all of these questions, but more than just the big questions of life, I think in times like this, we have very personal questions that we ask. We, we wrestle with things like this, like, why am I having to deal with this? Did I do something wrong? You ever ask yourself that? Why is my career, some of you are struggling right now because you've lost a job or your job is on hold for a while, and you can say, why is my career field being affected, but everyone else's isn't? Why is that happening? How long is this gonna be, right? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family, the people that I care about? We can find ourselves in a heap of questions without a whole lot of answers. Why? Well, I think this morning we're going to look at a passage and a story that's going to reveal that I think in times like this, there is a different question that we need to ask. It's a question that we can ask in the hard seasons like we're enduring right now, But it's something, honestly, we can ask throughout our life anytime we don't understand what's going on. And I believe God wants to speak something to you this morning. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, beginning in verse number 32. I want to encourage you with something as you're turning there. Uh, we are in the midst of a Bible reading plan. Last Sunday, if you missed out, we kicked off a reading plan. We're going through the book of John, one chapter a day. Today is John chapter 7, all right? And so if you jumped in last week, I encourage you to keep up with it. If you haven't jumped in today, don't forget the beginning. Let's just start with John chapter 7 today. Many of you are reading the paper Bible like I do. Uh, I prefer the paper version, but... We have a U-version reading plan online. There's actually 45 of you that have jumped into that group and are reading along. It's a place where you can interact as well. And so we're going to post that on our Facebook page today. You can jump into that reading plan today. But I encourage you to stay in the word during this season, all right? I know I can't make you do it, but if you would, would you stand with me wherever you're at as we read our word together? Mark chapter 6, beginning in verse 32, says this. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are going to speak to us today. And so we open our ears, we open our hearts to you. Pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, I think many of us are familiar with this specific Bible story. It's one that gets read very often, a very well-known story where Jesus eventually feeds five thousand people. It's a, it's a crazy story. But as we were preparing for this week, this is the passage that God brought to my heart, right? Now, if you're not familiar with this passage, right before it, Jesus has just sent all of his disciples out, and they're doing miracles, and they're preaching the kingdom of God, right? And they come back all jacked up. They're super excited because they're like, man, listen what has happened, Jesus. They come, and they're telling all the stories to Jesus, right? But Jesus recognized something. He recognized that these guys are tired out. And they need to get away. And this is what it says in verse 31. Jesus says this. He says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. It's like, you guys got to rest a little bit. And I want to stop here. This isn't the message, but some of you just need to hear this. I've heard it said that sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is to take a nap. Like sometimes we're just running and running and running and running. And we just need to hit the brakes a moment and get some rest And this is what Jesus sees. They need some rest. And so in verse 32, it says this. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. He's trying to take them away to a place where they can recuperate. They can be by themselves, right? But but it goes on. It says this. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Now, if you hear, they're on the Sea of Galilee right here. And if you think the Sea of Galilee, we think the Mediterranean Sea, we think about these big things. Well, the Sea of Galilee is more like a lake. It's not very big. You can see all the way across it. I've been there before. And so it's very clear. You see Jesus, they hop in a boat and they're going across. People are just looking and say, there's Jesus, there's a boat. All right, we see where he's going. And they just ran on shore ahead and they beat him to where they're going, right? So there's all these people there when Jesus gets there. And what does it say? When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and some of you need to hear this because maybe you just happen to tune into this stream right now and, you, and you're in a place where you're like well, <laughs> all that stuff with God and everything that doesn't work for me because I, I've been through a bunch of junk, God doesn't want anything to do with my life, I've screwed some stuff up, maybe you once upon a time you followed Jesus but you've gone the wrong direction and you know it and you, you're caught in some things and you're like God doesn't want anything to do with me, hear, hear this even when he was tired God's heart beat with compassion for people. And so no matter where you're at right now, no matter what you're facing, God cares for you, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Listen, he didn't look down at broken people and say, I wish they'd get their act together. He looked down with a heart of love and said, I will do something for them. Right? God has compassion for us. It says, why, why did he have compassion? Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. God knows our state. Without him, we are lost. And some of you know that. You're followers of Christ and you see people in your world and they are lost right now. Guess what? As followers of Christ, it's our call to be those under shepherds for Christ to say, hey, we can speak truth in the midst of the confusion. We can declare where our hope is in the midst of all of the storms that are going on. So Jesus begins to teach these people. Now, they teach teaching all day, they're just teach and just teaching, teaching, teaching. Jesus was talking for a long time, apparently. And they finally get to the point where the disciples come to him. And they say, Look, at this, this is a remote place, and everybody's hungry. They need some food, and we ain't got any food, Jesus. You got to send them away. Let them go do their thing. Like, get them out of here. They're, they're, they're starving here, Jesus. And Jesus says, What? Feed them. You do something. Like, well, we don't have anything. You know the rest of the story. Uh, Jesus says, well, Okay, what do you got? They're like, well, we got some fish, we got a couple pieces of bread, that's about all we got. And Jesus said, all right, bring it over here. He blesses it. What does he do? He begins to break it, and he begins to feed. He begins to feed, begins to feed. He keeps feeding, feeding, feeding. It says at 5,000, most likely it's just the men that were counted. So there might be anywhere from fifteen to 20,000 people that are being fed by Jesus. And the end of the story is so great, because what happens at the end of the story? It says everybody is full, and they pick up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. How many of you like leftovers? I love leftovers. My wife doesn't like leftovers. I love leftovers. But you know what leftovers mean? There was more than enough. Everybody was satisfied. And see, our God is a God of abundance. Our God is a God that always provides more than we need. He cares about us deeply. He's not looking to withhold. He's looking to give. So this is the story that we just talked. But, but what I want to do this morning is I want to step back from the story for a moment. And I want to see the big picture that's at place. Because I think there's something that we can learn from this. I think it's possible to look at the story and what Jesus, how he interacted with his disciples and recognize that, that there's some of the same questions that we're asking right now, the questions of why? Why? Why did all of these people find themselves in this circumstance, in a solitary place with no food, right? Did Jesus plan this? Was this his plan from the beginning? You might say, oh, well, he was going to a solitary place. Yeah, yeah, but he knew the crowds would follow him. They always followed him. They were always, he was the rock star. Everybody wanted to be with Jesus. There were times where he couldn't even move because people were always around him. So you ask the question, was this his intention? Was this his idea? Was this his plan? But even more than that, he knew things and he could see things that others couldn't. Remember when Nathaniel comes to him and and, and they're, And he walks up to Jesus, and and Jesus is like, I saw you under the tree. And he's like, whoa, what? You saw that? Crazy, right? Because Jesus would see things. There were times where he would talk to people, and he knew their thoughts. He knew what was going on in their hearts, right? You say, Jesus knew stuff. Did he know this was going to happen? Did Jesus know all of these people would find themselves in a position of need, and he just didn't care? He didn't care that they weren't going to have any food, that they needed something? Or was Jesus just clueless? He was oblivious to what was going on. He's just teaching and teaching and teaching, not really caring what's going on with them. The fact that these people are slowly getting hungry and they don't have anything to eat, was that what's going on? Was it all just a surprise? You see, we can ask these same questions. They're the similar questions that we're asking right now. God, why is this going on? God, God, Did you cause this circumstance in the world? Did you allow this thing? Are you just not paying attention and this whole crazy thing is going on? Because I'm struggling right now, God. Like what's happened? I don't get why. We can ask this question. I've had seasons like this in my life. I've talked to you about this before times in my life, I mean, when I was a kid, Amber and I both, times when we were kids, when we were teenagers, when we went through challenges, when we went through difficulties, and it's easy to ask the question, why? I had the issue when I when I went through Crohn's and I was diagnosed with Crohn's, God, why is this happening? We've had it with our fire, when we lost our home, when Amber was on bed rest with our son, Asher, asking the question, why, when she was diagnosed with a virus and our little girl, we were questioning, is she gonna live? We don't know what's happening, why, God? There's the normal, everyday difficulties, of life that we have, right? There's times where we struggle with family. We struggle with relationships, with marriages, with friends. There's circumstances like this. There's just the hard times of life. And it's easy to look at what's going on and to ask the question, why? The same is true in this passage. But the fact is, we don't know why this happened. The text doesn't tell us why this circumstance happened. What we do know is that Jesus chose to use this circumstance to teach his disciples something. Did he plan it? I don't know. Did he allow it? I don't know. But our God chose to use it. And I think this is what God's heart is for us right now. In the circumstance that we find ourselves in, I think God wants us to ask a different question. Instead of asking the question, why? He wants the question, how? And this is our big so what this morning. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because this is a question, even if you're not taking notes, you might want to pull out a phone and write this down because I believe this is a question you need to hold on to for the rest of your life. In every challenging season, in every difficult season, this is a question we need to ask. But honestly, this is a question we could ask at every moment in every circumstance we encounter. And the big so what this morning is simply this, how could God use this how could God use it not why is this happening because that's the easy question to ask but if we're real we don't always know the answer to that that how could God use this you can drive yourself crazy trying to figure out the why right you spend all day I've done it my whole life there's so many circumstances where I've looked and say I don't know why this is happening because you may never know that but here's the deal I guarantee you there is always an answer to this question. In my personal life, I've said it, with crones, with house fires, with circumstances, with relational challenges, all those things, I'm, I don't have an answer to a lot of those questions. But I could stand on this stage all day long and talk about how God has used it for my benefit. How God has taught me, how God has broken me, how God has shaped me, how God has revealed something of his character and who he is to me in a deep way that I could never experience in another way. Through the easy things of life, I would never know the knowledge of who God really is and the power of his love, the power of his peace, the power of his joy through trial. God can use the circumstances that we maybe don't like, that maybe we don't understand. He can use them if we will allow him to. Now maybe... Maybe you're somebody who said, well, I don't even know if I can trust God. Like, why would I think that he could use my heart? Like, I'm in a tough place right now. Maybe you just lost your job. Like, what good could come out of this? I get it. It's hard. But if we believe this word to be true, this God that we just sang about, that is a God who is firm and strong, that we can trust in, then I believe that he is a good God. I believe he is a loving father and I I can trust that he can work in any and every circumstance, no matter what we face, the good, the bad, the indifferent, in everything we face, God can speak, he can guide, he can lead us if we're willing to say, God, I'm open. I'm, I'm willing to let your Holy Spirit speak to me. I'm willing to let your Holy Spirit guide me. I don't necessarily understand it all, God, but I'm gonna trust that you can use this to do something in me and to reveal something to me. See, this is a question that's great when things are really, really hard, right? But it's also great just in the everyday things of life because sometimes you get put next to somebody on the, on the job site and that person kind of is different than you and they kind of bug you and it's really easy to say, I just, I just got to get through this. Got to get through the day with them. But what if you stopped and said, how could God use this person in my life? What might he be trying to teach me? And I think the same is true right now in this circumstance because I'm hearing a lot of people saying things like this. We just got to get through the next two weeks, right? We just gotta get through the net. we gotta get through this. You know. And I think that's good because we've gotta endure. There is a sense of enduring and persevering, but but what if rather than just getting through this season, what if God could use this season to do something in your heart that he could never do another way? We have to have open hearts to say, God, I'm willing to receive. My ears are open, my heart is open. I say, God, whatever you want, I will allow you to do it in my life. How many of you remember the old school Nintendo? Remember the old school Nintendo pictures? got a picture of this thing right remember the old this is the old one right the original kind of stuff you know the old one they only had two buttons on the front if you remember what the two buttons are we got a power button what was the other button the reset button the reset button and I love the reset button because here's what happens no matter what happens you're in the middle of game you just tap the reset button you get to start over again (laughs) like forget whatever else just happened let's start I think this is a reset moment for us Now, it isn't as clean as Nintendo. We don't get to start all over again. But how many of you know this is a time where things are getting turned upside down a little bit? Things in your life, you're having to just figure stuff out. Your routines are being changed. And I think it's in a time like this that rather than just saying, oh, let's just push through and let's just get through this time, what if we would step back and say, God, how could you use this in my life? How could you do this in my life in some way? And I think there's two ways that I want to ask this question. First and foremost, I want to say, God, how could God use this in Zoe? In our church, in this community that we call, if you remember at the beginning of the year, we talked about this year that we were going to really focus on who we are, not just what we do. And we wanted to focus on deepening our relationships with one another and deepening our calling to be the church and to be in community and to care for one another. That's what we said three months ago before we knew any of this you know what I've seen happen in the last two weeks? Despite the fact that we aren't able to be in a building together, I'm watching the church begin to rally together. I'm seeing the pursuing of community, of caring for one another. We talked about it earlier. We launched Zoe Cares just one week ago. You know what's happened this week on Zoe Cares? We've had people that are serving one another in really basic ways, dropping off toilet paper, doing errands for one another, serving some of our elderly who don't have the means to go and pick up their own groceries, right? It's a really cool thing. But more than that, we've seen some amazing things. Uh, there was a, a, somebody who came on and said, hey, there's this big family and they don't have a place to live. Does anybody have any way to, to help them? Suddenly some resources started coming out, some opportunities, some connections happened. By the end of the day, they had housing locked down. It's amazing. Uh, we had a situation where somebody brought forth a young adult who had, who had found themselves pregnant in, in a really challenged circumstance. And they were in a difficult circumstance themselves. And you know what our church said? They said, we're going to come around them. And people just started saying, hey, we can purchase items. We can purchase gifts. We can throw a baby shower for this person, right? What's cool is there's people who've been in our church for like two months that are jumping in and engaging, saying, we want to be a part of this. See, that's what what the church is supposed to be. And in this season that's challenging, we're watching God do something in our body. It's a beautiful thing if we allow him to. Oh, we don't know the answer to why, but man, God will use it if we'll let him. But I want to ask the question, how could God use this in my life? How could God use this in your life? What might God want to do in you in this time? You know, about three months ago at the beginning of the year, we talked about our one thing. What was the one thing God wanted us to focus on this year, right? And it's possible that maybe you kind of got off course from that a little bit. Maybe this this season is a chance to go back. What was that one thing God called me to? Let Let me focus on that again. But for those who don't know what I'm talking about, and it's okay, you may not have been there three, three months ago. I believe that God wants to speak something to you. He wants to lead something in your life. And there's ways that you can see him use this season despite the challenges and difficulties. It might be an issue in your physical, very basic practical stuff in your physical body where maybe you need to change some things about your health and and the way you're living. It might be an issue of emotions in some way or you're emotionally struggling because some of you are alone and this is a struggle. And it's possible some things are coming up and surfacing in your life and you realize you need help. Some of you are battling addictions during this time. The insecurity is forcing you back into some addictions and you realize, I need help. This thing that I thought was gone is not gone and I need some help. You may need to take a step to get some help. Maybe that's what God could do through this season. For some of you financially, you're realizing, you know what? Some things were out of order in our home. And as as this fear has started to rise and I I realize there's some changes that I need to make. For some of you, it might be relational because you're stuck in the house with some people right now. And maybe you realize that marriage or that relationship with your kids or that relationship with somebody in your home is not what it's supposed to be. And this might be a season where God is saying, hey, you need to get some things right. Maybe you need to prioritize some things that have been out of of whack in your life. But above all those things, I believe this might be a season where God might want to deal with some things spiritually in your heart. You know, maybe you're in a place where realizing you know what my the core of my faith was that i showed up to a building for an hour on sundays and now i don't have that and watching online isn't quite the same thing and so i feel so disconnected from god and he might be saying listen i'm here all the time would you get in my word would you prioritize knowing me would you spend time in prayer with me would you seek me would you know me i want to speak to you i want to reveal truth to you would you open your heart would you lean in maybe there's some things that got to get right spiritually with God, I don't know what it is. But my guess is there's some of you that are on here. You just happen to find this stream today. And you're hearing me talk and you realize, you know what, I don't have a relationship with God. But you're in a place where you're struggling. You're in a place, like we talked last week, where your foundation is shaking a bit. And you realize, I don't have a firm place to stand. You need to hear this. There is a God in heaven who desperately loves you who has compassion for you, who cares for you intimately. And he gave his one and only son to pay the price so that you could have restored relationship with him. And more than that, so that he could place his Zoe life. You know this name. We are Zoe Church. And the word Zoe means the abundant, overwhelming, eternal life that only comes through Jesus. He wants to give that to you. It is available to you if you would simply receive it. And in this time where you don't know what's going on, and you can ask all the whys, listen, God may want to do something in you. You might not have an answer to the why, but I guarantee you there's a how. God wants to work in your life this morning. I'm gonna invite all of us to pray and to open our hearts to say, God, how could you use this? How do you want to use this in my life? Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much that you are a good God who cares deeply for us. And God, we pray right now that you would speak to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. Father, that we wouldn't just listen to my words and move on, but instead we would hear from you. As we're praying, I'm going to give just a moment, Steph's going to just play keys just for a moment here, and I'm going to give us 30 seconds to just ask that in our hearts, to begin that journey. He may not speak to you right now, but I want want you to begin to open your heart, to have a posture of listening, just for 30 seconds. Let's just have a moment together. thank you that you do speak to us God I pray you continue to reveal call us deeper into yourself God as we continue to pray there's some of you out there and you need to make that decision you are ready to make a decision to say God I'm all in I need that rock I need to give myself to Jesus here's what it means to follow Jesus it doesn't just mean to just say a a cute little prayer and carry on it means Jesus you're now in charge you are in charge I give myself totally to you And I receive the gift of salvation of a brand new beginning. It is the greatest gift you could ever receive. If you're ready to take that step to say, God, I want to surrender myself to you. I want to start this new life in Jesus. I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer just like this. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. Thank you for pursuing me. God, I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I need someone to save me. God I say that you are king I proclaim that Jesus is Lord I believe that he died he rose again he is seated in heaven right now and I make him my king I ask that you would forgive me of all my sin that you would wash me totally clean give me a new start and help me to live this life surrendered to you Jesus that I would live for you in every way God I give you my life pray that in the name of Jesus Amen Amen. If you made that decision this morning, that is the greatest decision you could ever make. And we want the opportunity to partner with you in this journey of faith. And so I want you to do something. I want you to go to uh, and simply email office at zchurch.org. Email office at zchurch.org. And and we will be able to be in contact with you to get resources to support you in this journey of faith. All right. But for everybody else, uh, I think there's a very simple challenge that I want to give you. And, and the challenge this week is simply this. Change your question. Change your question. When you find yourself just saying, I don't get this, I don't understand, ask the question, how could God use this? When you encounter a circumstance that you don't understand, it might not even be bad, but you encounter it, you say, I don't get that. How could God use this? To reveal something of himself or to teach me something of how I'm called to live? I think God is gonna call us into a deeper level, right? He's gonna call us there today. I believe God wants to work. Even when we don't see it, he wants to work. Even when we don't feel it, he wants to work. And he is at work in our lives. There's some of you, the only reason you're here is because he has been working in your heart this week and that's why you are on this stream right now. And so we're gonna close this morning by taking some time to worship together, to sing the song. It's a song we've grown to love around here, but it's a faith-building song because it when we are in moments where we're concerned, where we're confused, we need to remind ourselves of the truth. We stand on truth. We don't just simply look for anything. We stand on the truth of God's word and we believe that he is a miracle working God who we can trust in every circumstance. Would you join us as we worship together here?